and welcome to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we've been discussing how to let go of fear and how to be brave. Back with us this week is Katie Wessenberg, author of I Choose Brave, Embracing Holy Courage and Understanding Godly Fear. Katie is first a follower of Christ, a wife, and a mom, growing faithfully alongside her four children. She believes boldly in the transformative power of faith in Jesus Christ. As an author and speaker, she teaches women to grow a robust theology of who God is, become students of Scripture, and learn to live that truth out with courage. She serves a thriving community of women at www.ichoosebrave.com and makes her home in the lovely Pacific Northwest. Welcome back, Katie. Thank you. It's an honor to talk with you. Thank you. Well, I am so excited for us to dive back into this topic. Your book is so needed today. Uh, The scripture for today's episode is taken from Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 3. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. I explored these verses in depth in one of the chapters of my book on overcoming negative mindsets that's going to be released next year. And I just wept over just seeing the description of this mind of Christ is really what we're seeing here and how fear was something to be, the fear of the Lord was to be delighted in. And the mind is truly where battle of fear takes place. The last part of verse three is unique. His delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Katie, what does this verse mean to you? I don't think people think of the fear of the Lord in this manner. I think you're right, Denise. You know, originally when I started studying this concept specifically, what does it mean to fear the Lord? I asked my readers online, what does it mean to you to fear the Lord? What do you think of when you hear those words? And I was really surprised by the responses. I heard some people say they they thought it was a Catholic term or they thought it was an out of date term. It's not something we use anymore. And, and that's interesting to learn because when we turn through the scriptures, Old Testament, New, in this living and active word, we see it repeated over and over. And that's really what began to get my attention. Like, why do we see that it is our delight to fear in the Lord? Why do we see that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? And yet we don't even talk about it. So I, I think it is, it's, it's kind of a, um, it feels like an oxymoron to us. It feels like something we'd want to avoid fear. We think in our head that fear is a negative thing, but when we read through the scriptures, we think we begin to see that this is actually often the cure. It's understanding who God is, knowing him here, submitting, reverencing him as we should. And that becomes freedom from all the other things we fear. Mm, You know, it kind of reminds me of when my kids were little and I'm like, don't touch the hot stove, or don't put your finger in the light socket. You know, they should have a healthy fear of, hey, that would not be a smart thing to do. I will get burned. And I believe fearing God protects us. It keeps us from sin. And actually, one of my email addresses is from Proverbs 1-7. You know, it is the beginning of wisdom when we walk in this reverence and understanding of who God is. So, Katie, what are the different types of fear that we need to be aware of, and what do they mean for our faith? Well, how we look at this in the book mostly is a horizontal fear. 
versus a vertical fear. So we're changing our eyes from what we see in front of us. Often it's fear of man. It could be fear of the future. It could be fear of certain situations, certain relationships, certain bad things happening and realigning them with Christ. Whenever we see the fear of the Lord used in scripture, that's always a vertical fear. And it's interesting because when you look through the roots in scripture, a lot of times it is the same word used. So we have to look at the direction of the fear. Is it coming horizontal? Or is it vertical? And and we'll see it used repeatedly. And so often, because we don't understand it, we just kind of look past it. Like, let's just turn the page. And I kind of know what that means. Let's just keep on going. But I love the quote from Tozer that says, no one can know the true grace of God who has not first known the fear of God. Like, this is the beginning. And if God told me that Mm. wisdom starts here, it's what we're so hungry for at this time, right? We don't even know how to navigate. I'm looking for wisdom. I'm looking for discernment so I can know how to navigate an unknown era, an increasingly broken world. And he's telling me, start here. Then we have to be people who don't don't ignore that. I'm going to look into that and say, Lord, what does that mean? Show me what that looks like to move from horizontal fear to eyes that are fixed on you. Hmm. You mentioned in your book how fear can become our source of courage. Can you explain that? Yeah. You know, kind of like last week when we talked about um, strongholds and being held in the cleft of the rock, because when we know that the battle belongs to the Lord, that changes how we respond on the horizontal level, right? When I have a clear theology, a clear understanding of who God is, that is going to change how I behave in this moment. So just yesterday, I was kind of in a situation where there was a security risk and an event my kids were involved in. And those are the things that makes a mama uncomfortable really quickly right? Like, is this, is this a good situation? I don't know what to do here. I don't know if my kids are safe. Should they be here or should I move them? You know, I just don't really know my automatic response here. So I'm thinking through Mm -hmm. that and, and um, navigating that and noticing that this battle is yours, Lord. So even if I am thrown into a situation that is scary you're above and sovereign over all of this. And that's going to change how I respond here. So that's going to give me freedom, obviously not to be negligent. I'm going to be wise as I can, but I'm limited in how much I can do. I'm limited in how much I know. So when I acknowledge that humbly, it's a natural humbling to understand who God is, but to know that he's sovereign, he knows my days, they have been marked. And so whether, I mean, as we look at this as through the pandemic, whether I get a shot or I don't, or I come into contact and I forgot to wash my hands. And now did did I screw it all up? Absolutely not. Because the whole thing is not based on me. So we do make wise decisions as we can in this time, but we also move about in a freedom that he marks my days and he's sovereign over all of that. And that, that definitely gives us freedom. Doesn't that just take the pressure off? Because I think sometimes we try to control things and we're we're deceiving ourselves because we have no control, right? I mean, certainly we can walk in wisdom. I mean, I'm not going to go around licking like poles and chairs in public, right? <laughs> Hoping that I can get germs, right? <laughs> but at the same time, my times are in his hands. And I, I think there's a beautiful thing about it, what you said about accepting that I have limits 
You know, um, his boundaries for me are in beautiful places and I am okay with that. I should be more than okay with that. I don't want to worry about my life. As Jesus said, you know, today has enough concerns of its own. And, um, that is, I think a constant challenge though. If you're listening today and you're saying, oh, you know, but I think I'm over it. And then I face it again. Well, I'm right there with you. You know, just when I have submitted something to Jesus, boom, it pops its head up in a new way, creative way. And I have to go back to God, but that's what relationship is all about. So I know there are people listening today who have felt imprisoned by their fears. What does it mean to walk in freedom when we embrace the fear of the Lord, vertical fear versus horizontal fear? You know, I think it's more a heart position than a physical one, because just like my story in the book, when I talk about this pregnancy, sometimes praying does not change the immediate circumstances, right? Just like Paul with the thorn in his side, how many times did he ask God to remove that? And that was still there. So I think we're deceiving ourselves that we think, oh yes, I'm going to change and keep my eyes vertical, keep my fear vertical. And then that means everything around me, every scary thing is going to go away. Absolutely not. Because those things are still going to be there sometimes. There's there's Mm. a wilderness that we have to go through with the Lord sometimes. And that wilderness was for the Israelites' protection. So I remember like, you know better. I'm going to submit even this situation. So it's not just changing my circumstances. It's changing my heart there. And if that means we need to go on through this and walk through this valley, we're going to keep on walking. But the freedom comes when I know who you are. I know who you are and I'm going to reverence you as Lord here. So even if it doesn't get better, even if it doesn't change right now, I know you are working. And that gives me the ability to to, to remain here with joy, to stick this season out with confidence and hope, even though it looks ugly. That's how we defy the situation because we know what God is doing here. We know that it's going to be used for his good and our confidence is in him. Mm, Well, that word change, you know, I think people want transformation, but we can try to make it happen on our own, or we can think, oh, if I just do these steps, I'll get there. But I think the key to transformation is it's an abiding. It's a continual realization that we are going to, as you said, just continually face battles. But how can our lives be transformed by the pursuit of holy courage? How will this change our faith? Really, that's just depending on what the Lord has done. And we can see that one one way I love to do that is not only by reading scriptures. We should always be in the scriptures, right? That's the history of his faithfulness that I want written on my heart. I want to know the character of God because I can't trust what I don't know. So if I say in this season, I'm going to believe God for what? Do I even know? Have I even spent time in his word to know how he behaves in situations like this, the character that I can declare in the situation, but also by reading like missionary biographies. I love to do that, to to see people who have been in situations Mm -hmm. that are difficult and see how they've struggled but also turn that around and use the Lord as their anchor, like turn their eyes. He is my anchor here. He is my hope here. So it's just putting those enough reminders in my life. It was just last year that my dad um, was out of nowhere diagnosed with a heart condition that led to multiple surgeries and ultimately a heart transplant. And I think we talked about this last time a little bit, that whole that whole thought process that this is not my life. How it ha- Sometimes things happen so suddenly. Our response is like, this cannot be happening to me. Mm. We have this period of denial. <laughs> this happens to other people, not to me. 
next thing you know, you know, my parents had to move away and I went to go stay with them and help them through, through some of these just really interrupting seasons that you don't think happened to you. But at the same time, I was reading this missionary biography and um, just being reminded of what is it like to be a soldier for the Lord in that upside down. So there's nothing I can anchor myself to in this season. It's all upside down, unexpected, wasn't planning this, didn't prepare for it. But the work we have done in those dry season comes to fruition in those seasons where we really need him. So I know how to behave and I can boss my heart around a little bit, just like David did in the Psalms. Okay, I feel this way, but I know who you are here, Lord, and I can declare truth in that situation. Mm, I love that. Boss my heart around because our hearts are deceptive and we need to tell our hearts to trust in God. Thank you so much for being with us, Katie. Can you share again with our listeners how they can find you? Absolutely. They can find me online. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are the social media places where I hang out under I Choose Brave. And then the website is www.ichoosebrave.com. Awesome. Y'all, there's a song called Fear is a Liar. And I believe this is to be true because any fear is not greater than our God. And the scariest thing that we fear can be brought before God and laid at his feet. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast where we dive into the word of God for the answers to life's problems. 